Warning, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based on psychic impressions and true life events that may be potentially frightening and or disturbing to some viewers. Any of the information that is shared in this production should not replace the advice of medical professionals and is intended for general purposes only. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. The name of this recording is Let's Try This Again. Hashtag haunting hazards and house fires. <laughs> <laughs> the last recording we did, um, I ended up having some issues because I had a crazy ass week with some paranormal shit. And my house literally almost caught on fire. My uh, iPad quit working and I had to switch over to another device which evidently um, our host service does not like Android products and they like Apple better. Therefore, their bias caused me to have a shitty recording that would have took hours to fix. So we decided just to record our intro separately again. Take a lot less time. Those motherfuckers. I know. Bastards. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so from our first uh recording we took notes and we're just going to pick right back on up and today we're going to be talking about haunted objects so in our last episode we talked about haunted places and haunted faces actually haunted person per versus haunted place but that rhymed and i liked it better uh, oh by the way me and emily we are two mediums that specialize in the paranormal our purpose is to shed light on what goes bump in the night that's why we call our podcast lights at midnight Aha, i remembered word a big bird <laughs> that's our little rhymey thing and there's a lot going on with that too we got a lot of things planned in the works for this season it's getting more exciting um behind the scenes work and we are also working on a patreon so our goal is to launch that hopefully by the new year if we can get our shit together which you know yeah anyways yeah um, <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot me and her have never done a podcast but i think we're doing so far so good maybe i don't know what do you guys I think, think i think we're doing spectacular okay good i feel i feel good i feel a lot more positive than i did sunday when everything went to hell and my house almost caught on fire and i had an entity running around so oh you know today i forget what i was doing i think i was working on our link tree and something felt weird and so I took a picture kind of like how you did and yeah. it looked different because I took three and one in the middle was a little uh, not like the others. Yeah, that's interesting because I did what Emily's referring to. If you didn't see our social post, you can go on Instagram or TikTok. Um, probably our Facebook is as well and see an actual image that I'd, I'd taken, but yeah if you if you're feeling an energetic difference then it's probably a good idea to stamp a couple photos because that's exactly what i did and once i lightened the photo there is a, an object that was not there all i did was change like the contrast and you're able to actually see a lot more but the photo speaks for itself so you can go to our our socials and check that out maybe emily can uh do a six because that would be a haunted place photo mine was like a haunted face that could be a haunted place so mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah 
<clears throat> anyways we got a really really cool episode we have our first official special guest uh, with dead serious investigations this fellow is coming on here shortly and he also not only does he investigate the paranormal and takes photos like we were just talking about he actually has a room full of his own collection of haunted objects but before we get started with that we're just going to kind of briefly cover what is a haunted object and how do they become haunted and we'll probably save the rest of the goodies for the interview and after the interview we may end up doing a additional haunted objects episode if this doesn't run too long and it will um, contain what i have personally experienced with haunted objects the haunted object i actually possess myself and my trip up to connecticut to see the real annabelle doll as well as other occult uh, museum objects up there from uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Me and my fiance V went up there. He's going to hop on for a little bit and give his side of the story. So this will be either one big fat episode or two really awesome episodes. So you definitely a want fatty daddy, <laughs> fatty daddy, yeah, a fatty daddy, fatty daddy. And once you get done with your Annabelle thing, maybe wink, wink, hint, hint. I might talk about my experience with Robert the doll. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, I guess with all that being said, we can go ahead and hop right on in because this is going to be a big mamma jamma. <laughs> yes. All right. So what are haunted objects? So it can really be anything, but commonly they're known for being dolls, antique furniture, past relative possessions, and the internet famous Dibbit box. The Dibbit. He. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I thought that I'm, was funny. I'm country. Yeah, I'm country as hell. So I'm going to. Yeah, y'all already figured that out probably. Um, all my words and ways. Yeah. Over. Done. Hopefully y'all can half understand me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and then some of them I believe like with that are haunted or somewhat cursed as well and we'll be discussing how that can go hand in hand with haunted items exactly and we basically figured that there's three types of haunted objects now we could be totally wrong this is not honestly our specialty but we have figured that there are generally three types so a possessed or attachment we had a discussion about this in our last one uh, type of object a residual um, energetic uh, imprint on an object or a cursed object so we'll be diving into the differences between those two as well uh, throughout this episode or episodes and yeah i mean it's it's going to be great i can't wait to get up with the fellow from dead serious investigations he's super excited as well yeah we're we're getting her we're getting her done i love saying that i say that on a daily basis all righty well without further ado lights at midnight pod, cra pod, pod, pod crash <laughs> yeah we're pod crash and burn <laughs> Without further ado, Lights at Midnight podcast proudly presents to you our first guest, Dead Serious Investigations. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let him go ahead and kick off with uh, introducing who he is and what he's been up to. 
Yes, um, my name is Duran Conrad. I am the lead paranormal investigator and demonologist to Dead Serious Investigations. Now, I have been working on some extensive projects, and when I mean extensive, um, I mean they've been long delayed, but for good reason. The reason of this delay is the discoveries we've been making throughout the time of uh, shooting these investigations. Okay. So, um, and yeah, there's, there's a lot going on that's out of, uh, out of the uh, barrier of what people are actually really looking into as when I, when I mean that, I mean, like, if you look at a lot of stuff on TV, uh, there's a lot of stuff that I'm looking at where they're not looking at the real big picture of what's really going on. And that's kind of where I've kind of stretched myself out beyond that barrier of understanding what's going on in this phenomenon. That's awesome. Yeah, there's a lot that, you know, on TV people see this and then they don't, you know, it's not a clear picture of exactly what you're exactly what you're explaining. Yeah, I like that. That's awesome. Exactly. And also a good way of explaining this would be is that with TV, you're you're producing, you're mass producing um, investigations, which doesn't really give you enough time to really look into stuff. So, right. um, there could be a lot of stuff that's missed and overlooked. So, because they have to move on to the next thing quickly because they're, you know, they're on, a, um, uh, they have to pump out a certain amount of content, a certain amount of time. So, right. uh, as starting doing this, I got myself in this pattern where I'm putting a lot more time in one area and trying to get it. Uh, a full understanding and unlocking an unveil of an area of finding out what's going on that people have, people don't understand, but will understand when I actually come up with not just the evidence, but the knowledge of the evidence. That's really smart. I mean, that's a great take. Truly it is. Yeah, so that's why when I started doing these lives and stuff, I I started doing the lives before do, releasing full investigations or anything uh, that I have in the works right now. Um, that I'm processing all the the evidence, looking through through it, and make sure that they're actually you know very genuine finds and separating you know stuff that could be explained versus the unexplained. Right. Um, and um, yeah, these lives are to get people um, to understand what they're going to approach themselves with when they see what they're going to see when I release it. And I know that's crazy. That's crazy. Awesome. (laughs) This also just, you know, it increases that awareness within that individual. So when, you know, and when that individual's awareness is up, that conscious state is up. So, and, and I feel is extremely important when you're watching this type of phenomenon, because what 
people are going to be watching can be dangerous even electronically if they're not in the right state of consciousness. I agree agree with that. that. So that's, uh, so yeah, that's, I feel like that's, that would be a really good start approach of basically what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah, that, that's amazing. Really. I mean, that's a good take. A lot of people don't really, you know, you're bringing a point in to where a lot of people really don't fully understand, even though they may like the subject, just like probably how we all in a way got started out of interest or even just phenomenon that we that happened in our lives. They don't understand the repercussions of things when they pick up a spirit box and they start communicating with something they don't understand. So the work you're doing is very important. Exactly. The research is important. The studies are important. Um, the right state of consciousness is important. And um, your confidence is important. Your awareness is important. Uh, a lot of people just kind of ignore those types of things and just basically go. they, uh, they feed off the uh, urge to get into this based off just the curiosity. And that's where things get dangerous. Yeah. Is when you yeah when you start doing stuff based off based off uh, curiosity versus the uh, knowledge of it and knowing what you're doing, it can get dangerous, uh, especially with a lot of these people doing things alone with um, not knowing what to do. They're like, "It's my first time doing this," and they're out there by themselves doing this, and yeah. then all of a sudden they're they got scratch marks and um, and then they end up you know, having all sorts of problems when they get home and then their house has paranormal activity and it never had paranormal activity. And now they're starting to be uh, paranormal activity in their living space. And it could get really dangerous, um, you know, spirit attachment, demon attachment, whatever attachment it is, uh, it, if you feed it the fear, you know, it, it could escalate because each, each time that, that's a resource of food for those, um, lower realm uh entities to feed off of absolutely yeah i can speak emily i know you agree here this is exactly kind of stuff that we cover i mean this is what's important for everybody for our you know our listeners we want them to understand and that's why we're starting with origins and how this stuff happens and a new fresh perspective of yours is amazing to have so we greatly appreciate it yeah that's awesome man thank you yeah yeah um and you know, I, I've been studying this stuff for, you know, a long time since I was, I think, 12, I started looking into books when That's I started awesome. really discovering that this was something that, so what I've been seeing is actually a real thing. What I've been experiencing is a real thing. Like when I seen books about it, I'm like, wow, I thought this was just like, I was having nightmares of it because I was watching it on TV and, and it was in my head, but no, this is a real phenomenon that actually does happen. It's in books. It's in like people investigate this stuff. And I was like, yeah. and it completely opened my eyes to really be fascinated and learning to kind of start knowing about it and getting into it. And now that I'm 35, um, you know, all these years of just taking in all that knowledge, it's kind of, you, had a just this long road of patterns to add up and you start just unlocking a lot of stuff and and understanding and that awareness and confidence just built up and people are like how do you deal with this by with a day-by-day basis and really what it is is it's the awareness and con- and confidence 
uh, is just skyrocketed with me to where I no longer fear what, what I don't see anymore. Because right, I I'm 35 too, and I've same same time frame almost for me too as you. When I was 12 is when all of it happened to me. Almost exactly. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is pretty pretty amazing. Um, yeah. The and, and you know I I have seen my fair share of uh, you know phenomenon like this for many years. So I'm. It's not really that I'm used to it. Uh, it's more of the understanding of it. And I think it's, that's where that level of, um, of knowledge of this is, it's kind of, you know, that saying that knowledge is your sword and your protection is your shield in this. So the knowledge is extremely important because with, if you don't have the knowledge and you're going out there in the field, you, don't have anything that could feel like um, that would basically not just protect you from it, but um, the the word that I'm trying to look for is uh, more of to stand to stand off what's at the lower realm state of consciousness in the invisible spectrum from attacking you. So. That means also, you know, restoring your heart chakra, which is extremely important because these demons, these reptilian entities uh, and anything low uh, vibrational, is, they don't have a heart chakra. They don't have a heart. So they despise that. They hate that in humans. So, yeah. you know, that's why, you know, that chakra is extremely important to us as humans. So. They is if we have that restored heart chakra in us, you know, that's it's, it's a huge effect, you know, and it, it makes it harder for them to attach because lower vibrational entities, they only attach. They could only attach through the lower chakras. So, Interesting. Yeah. so, you know, this is the kind of stuff I start picking up and start understanding um, when I start following these patterns of how these entities work and, um, and working with studying the behaviors of haunted objects is, uh, was a whole nother phenomenon versus haunted places. Right. Right. Yeah. It's different. It's totally different. (laughs) There's a lot of, there's a lot of personalities. Every haunted object has a personality it carries. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So they, there, I've dealt with sassy objects, hmm. and I've dealt I've dealt with objects that are very manipulative, um, and some you know that just are wild and crazy, where they just don't really have a sense of stable personality because there's so many entities intertwined in it. That's very interesting. It just literally made me think of like it's almost facets of people, facets of a particular personality or a particular type of person. I don't know if that, I don't know if I'm on the right track here, but yes. Yeah. That seems that's interesting. That's what I feel like I got from spirit just now is telling me as you're talking. So I just wanted to state that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and one particular object that I have that is my most active 
haunted object is what people know is Pam the doll. And um, yeah, Pam, at the beginning, when I first discovered that, you know, that there was something within that object that I'm not seeing, but I am, I knew that there was something there, but I just didn't have really the evidence yet because I didn't invest in getting into the field, but I did right. studied for so many years, but I'd never invested in really getting into it because I, the, and the reason for that, um, I don't mean to break off topic. Um, Please say you're fine. Go ahead. Um, but this is because I wanted to make sure I was in the right state of consciousness before entering the field. Um, I've always wanted to, but I've only gotten the field since the beginning of last year. So next year, January will be two years in the field, but I've been knowledge by all this for so many years, but I only recently got in the field and formed a team only at the beginning of 2021. Okay. So, um, but Pam is where it started. And before Pam, the name Pam emerged, I called it the Ann doll because it is a raggedy Ann. I didn't have a name for it, but I knew something was there. And, um, I spoke to a medium when I began this quest for, uh, you know, investigating. And um, she told me that eventually the doll will give me the name, but I need to take it out somewhere. And, you know, I need to keep talking to her to ask. Okay. Okay. So, and interesting, she said that because eventually it did. That's crazy. And then I named <laughs> it. Um, I'm not going to publicly announce the name yet because I do want to release that with the entity itself telling sure. the public what its name is. And because I do have that on record of the true name and uh, it does, it does say it in a um, inhuman voice as well. And only people that would really study demonology would be able to understand the name it's announcing. Okay. Yeah. So um, it's kind of, the uh it's in the deep trenches in within demonology you really have to search hard for this entity it's an ancient demon um wow. so this uh so this doll at the beginning the very first thing i remember the very first thing that i did was i broke out my emf detector my very first the one of my first devices and I got a temperature of 66.6 .6, and it stayed on that, on the doll for oh. like a good while. My fiance comes into the living room and then all of a sudden the temperature started rising back to normal. That's crazy. And, you know, we, oddly enough, I don't know if this applies to anything at all, but when you, as you're talking about this entity, I hear two swords clink together like. Oh, really? Whoa. Yeah, I don't know if that has anything to do with this entity particularly, but I literally heard two swords clink together. So I just wanted to point that out. I don't know, but I'm feeling it. Say that again, Emily. Can I point something out? Absolutely. I just started writing this down. And I don't know if it's true or not. But so like what I was getting is because of the Annabelle doll, um, the feel that I got was 
the entity picked that doll on purpose because of the stigma with the Annabelle doll. Mm-hmm. It's quite possible because, you know, um, because the fact of what, I mean, if you look at the Annabelle doll, first off, too, is look at what the doll resembles. It resembles a clown. Clowns and spirits collaborate very well together when it comes to uh, using this for to inflict fear. It's a fear tactic tool. Right. And it's the perfect housing for a spirit. So um, and if you look at like like Native Americans, they, you know, paint their faces up and stuff. They they do like these ritualistic uh, ceremonies and stuff where they would paint their faces like in some cultures like clowns and to communicate with the dead and the spirits so you know the the resemblance of the raggedy Ann doll being resembling a clown is a huge attraction with the spirits and definitely like you said with the with the whole annabelle deal um especially with how that phenomenon is very known worldwide uh it's very very um for something is like malicious of, of what's in Pam uh-huh. that could be an easy target for a doll like that to vessel itself, you know, and uh, what's interesting is what's in the doll is, is where I'm fascinated about because where, where I got this doll, it's a secondhand store here in California where I bought it from. So it was used. And I had no intention on buying it because it's a haunted object. I had it, the intention I bought the doll for. Don't get me wrong. I was drawn to it because I haven't seen a Raggedy Ann, Raggedy Ann doll, a vintage one that large, like anywhere with my bare eyes before. And I've always wanted to collect one just to put one with, uh, I use it as a Halloween prop because I love Halloween. You know, I decorate my house with a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff for Halloween and, and I, yeah. I deck out this whole, uh, paranormal theme area and I grabbed that doll from that secondhand store. I was like, this is perfect. I got a deal on it. And, but what I didn't realize buying the doll and then later finding out what's in the doll, the entity that's in the doll would have to be conjured in the doll by somebody, by a, uh, a very dark practice of conjuring demons to put, to put that in that doll. So this is not a, a demon, a type of demon that would voluntarily just vessel itself in the doll. This type of entity requires a, a satanic ritual, a, rit, a ritualistic conjuring. Wow. That's what's crazy. That's the extensive, uh, of, you know, danger, that's surrounding this object. And um, when I disclosed this name to um, this, uh, to the medium that I'm good friends with uh, the, the the first medium that I basically contacted and start speaking to from the very beginning of all this. um, She, she even said so herself, you know, that this, this doll is not to be touched by anybody, not even my t- fellow team members. She said, I could touch the doll. That, that's, that's okay. But no one else. Because if anybody else touches that doll, you know, not only chaos will happen to them, but also I could suffer some repercussions for allowing that to happen. 
this is very much like I'm I'm feeling you were destined to do this. Yep. I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah, I'm picking up destiny, honestly. Like you were destined to do this type of work, not only that, but destined to get this doll for a very important reason. I was just yeah. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> you were <laughs> you were you were literally led to pick that doll. Yeah. Yeah. That exactly. Oh, and that's what that's interesting that you guys said destiny because the the woman who sold me this doll at the secondhand store, when I returned back there and looked, but they, they said they weren't supposed to sell it to me. Oh, and I was like, Oh, all right. Well, you know, I already sold it. They asked if they could buy it back from me. And I was like, no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. But, you know, especially finding out what's in the doll. I don't want that in the wrong hands now. Yeah. I feel the same way. It's like, I, the way me and you started chatting as I found your, uh, IG page and I had a question about you know I was talking to you about my haunted object I have a mirror that I bought from a yard sale so that's how me and you kind of chatted at the very first you know over time and you know that's kind of how it was for me it's like I was drawn to this mirror for some reason I don't just yeah. stop at yard sales randomly and buy an object and mm -hmm. I keep it here and bless it and keep it covered and protected because I don't want it to get in the wrong hands because I can deal with it but I'm scared if I you know, give it to somebody else or whatever, then something bad is going to happen. So that's why I keep it. So I can relate to that. Oh, yes. Because there's, uh, you know, some really dark stuff they could do using that. Exactly. So and I'm thinking maybe already has, or it's seen something really bad, like a bad domestic stuff or something, something's in it, but I haven't invested. I'm, I'm still kind of, excuse me, I'm kind of a pussy to investigate it. <laughs> 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 but um i because i deal with stuff anyways as being a psychic medium and a medium that specially deals with paranormal yeah. so yeah i totally yeah. i totally get that <laughs> oh yeah especially the psychic medium you're a primary target for these things uh so you're gonna feel every bit of it yeah anything that happens you're gonna feel the fullest extent to it yep and yep. i've noticed that if i can keep if i can recognize what's going on if it if it can't get to me through me myself mm -hmm. it'll target me through other people and start manipulating their ways towards me especially people close to me yep. so very yep. manipulative things going about yes. that's how stuff works yeah um especially with um with haunted objects uh if they can't get to you and they're going to get to the next person that is closest to you and use them against you and emotionally affect you, then it'll affect you. That's exactly what happened to me with the mirror. It was doing it with me and my fiance and we both realized it because he's sensitive too. he's able to pick up on things and see things. And like, he has more of an explosive temper sometimes when it comes to certain things than I do. And he has to like check himself and we figured all this out. And that's why we, we sealed the mirror the best we could. And it's yeah. working so far. Yeah. Usually that, the signs are usually always having to deal with the small things, getting super angry over the smallest things. And that mm -hmm. it's those, those triggers right there are huge signs where you're like, wait a minute, listen to us. We're getting mad at this about this. Like uh, th that. And when you start building that awareness, that starts to kind of shield yourselves from the, uh, the attacker yeah. uh, because you're aware of what, it, that it's affecting you. And that's yeah, what and it people doesn't don't want. notice it. You're yeah. right. People yeah, just because, don't see it. Yeah. It's like uh, a crazy person that doesn't know that they're crazy, but they are. 
Yep. It's, you know, it's, it kind of run, it's like that situation. But, um, about Pam though, this, this object with it being, having this ancient entity in it, it commands uh, uh, over a thousand spirits. So it's got a thousand spirits that it commands. Um, so, you know, you, if you think about that though, you know, this one object, this one doll that has this ancient demon in it, along with a thousand other spirits with their own, their own conscious, own consciousness, their, their own characteristics, their own personalities. So when you're dealing with an object like this, you get scrambled easily if you don't know what you're doing. And it uses that at the full ex- extent uh, against you to manipulate because yeah. you don't know who you're talking to. People are like, Oh, I'm speaking to this one. This is what's in it. Uh, are you sure that you're speaking to the, the actual, you know, the person that, or the entity that is in charge of the doll, or you're just speaking to one of the, uh, the weak, the lesser spirits. Yeah. You know, because, because it, it takes a lot to, uh, of, you know, this, of this documenting I've been doing and, and studying on each of these objects to find out exactly who's in control of this object, like what's going on with it. And, and now with Pam, I'm starting to understand, get this idea that I think that there's something even bigger going on with just this ancient demon and these other thousand spirits, something much, much more, uh, out of a lot of people's thought process and, you know, haunted objects. This is, and this is where some of my photographs that I posted, I had to post some, um, that show what some of the entities that are involved with Pam resemble. And they resemble very reptilian in nature. So whatever demons are involved in this, we're talking also extraterrestrial spirits involved in this doll. Yes. Like other dimensional type. Yes. So we've got a bunch of multiple interdimensionals in this doll. I could believe it. And you, you got the cone shaped heads with this almost like a piranha shaped face and reptilian mix. It's very, very mysterious and uh, vicious looking. And um, so you got characters like that in this doll. Um, So then you're looking more into what this ancient demon is involved with. It does correspond to the planet Venus. And um, so it could be involved with several you know, interplanetary, uh, interdimensionals and, um, and all in lower realms. Yeah. So, um, this entity is also, it it doesn't have a true shape to it. So it, you know, I, I kind of, I'm getting the theory of, you know, based off my knowledge and my experiences and you know the patterns and everything is this what a gin is 
what is this? Is it not, it doesn't really have a true shape. It likes to take, it could take the form of almost anything, but it really is just a mass of energy. Yeah. Of what this demon's form is. And so, um, it gets really bizarre. So, and there's other demons and even devils that work along close with this ancient demon. And that's where I'm getting at where I think that the primary speaker of the doll is what, who I call Pam for short for who it really is. And I'm, haven't been actually speaking to the one in full control of that doll. And I think it is, uh, and I'm going to hint it an aerial devil. Okay. But this aerial devil has, I haven't been able to really disclose or just expose this, this entity on EVP or evidence of this. The reason why I say this is because of the patterns um, and the, the activity that corresponds from this doll and um, uh, that stuff that you would only see this type of power coming from something at the level of a devil. Yeah. So that's why I think that there is also the one that's just ranked just over the head of the ancient demon that I've been, that I've studied. That's what spoke through this doll. Um, it actually is housed in this doll, but hasn't spoke out because the one the one I call the speaker is actually guarding what's really ha- control in control in that object. The craziest thing is like, it's probably been about five minutes now and I keep seeing it. I keep seeing Pam, but it's mm-hmm. almost like a shaking face. Like I see faces faces switching out. Like I was seeing that even before you said that, switching out with this doll. It's almost like a, how would you say, like a glitch and then something else comes in. Switch, switch, switch. So I, I can yeah. feel what you're saying for real. Like I, it's crazy. Wow. Also, I want to add, I had to grab my rose quartz like probably five minutes because I started getting severe pelvic pain. And I shouldn't oh, really? have any kind of pain with the, all the medication I'm on right now. Yeah, she had a tooth pulled today, so thank oh, you for being here, yeah. Emily. You're doing great. <laughs> wow. I'm saying, like, I shouldn't be having any pain at all No. with the mm. medicine I'm on, and I really feel it in my pelvic area. She is a clairsentient medium, so she feels oh. before anything else. Oh, okay. I got you. So I can feel the, yes. the, the amount of pain it can afflict on somebody. Yes. Rose quartz is helping. Uh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. There's an experience that I've had um, when I was at the near beginning of investigating this object. And this happened very, uh, it, it caught me off guard. And it was just shortly after, it was like a couple of days after my first, I had a rosary that was customly made for me, made out of black onyx. And uh, I had smoky quartz on there, and um, it, it was it had all the right protection properties for me for what to get me started what I was doing, and um, it Pam the doll or the entities in Pam 
cut my rosary. When I walked in the kitchen, I walked in the kitchen and all of a sudden the beads just flew off onto the ground, just every, oh, went everywhere. Nice. And, um, yeah, it, it was, I, I already knew that where it was caused from. So, and so I went through two rosaries. I had to replace it. The person that customly made it, I told them to thread it with metal wire and they double threaded it in metal wire, still broke it. Broke, wow. it, broke that one. And I was like, okay. So now I, that's why I, I stopped doing the rosaries and now I'm doing, um, right now I arm myself with my silver chain with my pentagram with the, uh, Solomon protection seal and yeah. something that hasn't been able to break through now. And um, I also have the, the, a solid silver Celtic cross and black tourmaline around my neck and selenite uh, attached with a, uh, another small black tourmaline attached to it to keep it cleansed at all times. And um, since I had that, I've been able to take a lot more control, not just based off my awareness and confidence, but this, this has create, created a shield. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, like I have the same, same thing on my ring. I have the same pentacle with the Solomon protection seal on it. And, you know, I have a St. Benedict ring and, you know, a lot, a lot of people know that as the exorcism ring. So, yeah. you know, I have a lot of protection on me, you know, and I, I sleep with my rings on. I never take my rings off. Um, I've had, I have had, this is, uh, again, off subject, but I feel like I have to say this before I forget. Um, and this is an a experience I, I'm not sure if I even shared this story even on my lives. I woke up one night and this was also at the near beginning of the investigation with Pam. And I woke up in the middle of the night. I can't really pinpoint what time it was. I kind of... I wish I would have looked at the clock to see what time it was. Usually I'm good at doing that. Um, and, but the, the moment had me frozen stiff. Like I was in a paralysis state for a moment and I haven't had that in a long time. Um, and I look up and it's just real. There's this really dark spot that's like over me, just like almost like a pitch black cloud just over my head. I know something's there. And it's just like, it, it, you can see it's kind of getting closer, close enough for me to reach. So I finally get out of this, you know, fight or flight mode or paralysis state. And I, I reach my arm up and see if I could touch it. And I touched w where it was and it was ice cold, colder than ice. It like, the ice, the ice touch on my fingers, it like hurt. It was like putting my hands in, um, and you know, the coldest ice water possible. Like it, it was, I can't even describe the cold. It like sucked the life out of the uh, blood cells of my, my fingers. That's how cold it wow. was. And so something was definitely there in a the second that happened in my mind. I had to, you know, say, like, say my own prayer to make this disintegrate away from me. And it did. But I felt like it took a lot of energy 
of me doing that because I put all my energy into this prayer. Yeah. And it, it did go away. Um, the other very threatening experience I've had, um, and I've never been scratched before. I've, I made this clear on, uh, alive before, at least not that I'm aware of, but I'm pretty sure I would be aware of a scratch by a demon because I've heard from mediums that they hurt, they burn for a long, extensive amount of time. Um, but I have been attacked in the eyes before by Pam. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and when this happened, I was running the Ovilus 5 device and um, I was... I was in the middle of asking questions with through the device to try to help me with my um, my research on my laptop. I was investigating some photographs I've taken, and I have the box going, the Obvious box, uh, running as I'm doing this because sometimes you'll start telling me some information about these photographs, and um, so some some entities out there will start actually telling me what's going on in these photographs and um so things like you know portal and and all this stuff was coming through and i was like oh is there a portal here or is there a portal in what i'm looking at in this photograph then all of a sudden my eyes start burning and i can't even bear to open them anymore and they start tearing and burning it felt like i put hot sauce in my eyeballs that's awful yeah, and I, I, it was like so painful. And every time I slightly had my eyes open, it was just blur. I couldn't see anything. And I kept rubbing them and putting water in them and stuff. I went to the sink, put water in my eyes. Still the same clarity, just blur. I couldn't see a thing. And I thought I was going to go blind. And then as this is happening, I hear the ovulus box because I didn't turn it off. It says eyes burning. Like, those are the three words, like, so it liked what it was doing. Yeah, creepy as F, you know what I'm saying? Creepy as fuck. Yeah, so I took that as a warning to what I was really getting myself into. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, this is where knowledge is extremely important. Mm -hmm. You know, I knew right there what I was dealing with, what I have in my possession is something extremely dangerous. So that's where I had to start really putting some warnings and precautions and stuff of, you know, start, you know, going public about Pam a lot and start telling people, you know, be careful watching this, you know, because yeah. you can't suffer attachments through an object like this electronically. Um, Speaking of that, I don't mean to cut you off, but no. as me and Emily filmed the intro of this video and I have spoke with you about this, we've had so many uh, problems with audio and just and things not going right, like things that's never happened before. So we literally did just the intro to this video or I'm sorry, this episode. Um, and yeah, we had tons. Of, and Emily, if you want to say, you know, briefly about what's been happening to you. Uh, with your electronics, same thing. I think hers may be more worse than mine. My phone started acting up probably, I would say, four, four days ago. Oh. Um, yeah, so it doesn't let me do voice memos, like, re through regular text message anymore. My camera on there, when I try to 
do like sometimes when I talk to my friends, I'll send them like a video because like if you have an iPhone versus a Samsung or whatever, you can't do the voice memos through text. So I'll send like um, video messages because it's easier and my camera's being friggin weird. Um, my Memoji that I started using is being weird. And I'm actually recording the, or we're doing this on the tablet. So I'm using my tablet too, because my phone started acting up. And every time I try to work on something related to this episode, that's when shit stops working. Yeah. Wow. And then this did not, we, we did the uh, first recording on Sunday and we mentioned dead serious investigations. And ever since then, and we're used to this, so you don't take it as a yeah. insult yeah. or anything. This is normal for us to have this stuff happen. But ever since oh, yeah. we've mentioned we're bringing you on mm -hmm. or try to record, it's uh, it's been something audio or visual or electronic. And then as well as, as I've been talking to you uh, associated with that black cloud and the things you're dealing with, I also see blue lightning. I can't explain and i can only tell you what i'm picking up but there's something associated with blue energy or i i don't know but it's just crazy i just wanted to add that real quick as a validation to what wanted, you were saying i wanted to add something too so like chas i told you in um the messenger but about that dream i had about the doll <laughs> yes and i forgot about that yeah so i had a dream the other day, like two days, I don't know if it was like two days ago, but I think it was Wednesday. But anyway, so basically what the dream was, I'm pulled into this classroom type setting and I'm sitting at a, one of those desks that, you know, they the teachers push together so you can put like a bunch of people at a table. So I was sitting there with, I think it was two or three other people and there was a doll in the same room as us it felt like it was like on the teacher's desk and the teacher was creepy and just a bitch in general but she's trying to get us to do these weird math problems that make no sense like converting units to units that have no no correlation to one another and i remember being like um i can't do this because i can't do math period and these units, you can't convert, like, pounds to, like, fucking length and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And she, I just got screamed at, like, scream screamed at. Like, you have mm -hmm. to do this, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, I can't do this. The doll is making my brain scrambled. That is crazy. <laughs> and the doll, and the doll was, like, this old-looking, porcelain-looking milk tea curly haired like <sighs> doll and it had a little fancy hat thingy and i remember <sighs> like it was a little frilly with this white ish like kind of off white dress because it was old and dirty and like this pink i don't know if it was like pink dots or little strawberries on her dress mm -hmm. i don't know but the doll is <laughs> fucking creepy yeah <laughs> Like a disturbing uh, nightmare right there. Yeah, and I was just like, I'm not doing this. I don't have to do this. Like, I'm not in school anymore. I'm done. <laughs> and she's just like, you have to do it. And I'm just <laughs> like, no, I don't. 
it's crazy. So we've been having some things happen associated with the things you're saying as a validation too of what you're saying because yeah. like I can feel as I'm talking to you, I can feel this the energetic presence yeah. not around me, but in, as in general, like there, yeah, there's something definitely in this doll. Oh, and yeah. it's not good. It's it's yeah. fucking with me right now because I put the rose quartz on the side. It hurts, right? And then it switches to the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I also want to mention the thing you said with the eyes burning. Mm -hmm. Now, Chastity, I didn't mention this to you, but when I was at my parents' house having that haunting, one thing that always happened to me, and I never correlated it with anything because I just thought it was my fucking body being stupid, like it usually is, but... I used to get burning eyes and they would come out of nowhere and it would happen all the time. And it would feel like I, you ever, um, cut a jalapeno and then, you know, huh? forget you cut a jalapeno and then go to take your contacts out kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I've had that happen on multiple. And that's a, definitely a nasty entity in her house. So that's referring to like her pre her past hauntings and uh -huh. stuff. That's awful. Yeah. yeah. So I can absolutely say i've i've experienced the burning eyes too yeah it, it was probably the one moment as you know since i was a child that i was actually starting to panic that you know i was uh you know something was going to happen to me that would affect me for you know my life my eyesight understandable you know like i thought i was gonna lose my eyesight i thought that was it i was like i lost my eyesight it got me like you know and then i i had to kind of stop myself for a moment and i heard it saying that you know burning eyes like i heard all these messages and i was immediately i had to stop just completely stop everything stop panicking and i had to really focus and just kind of you know, know that the, the, it's, it's the entity causing this and I can stop it. Absolutely. So, yeah. You know, I did basically what I, what I did when I had that dark cloud over me and it stopped my eyesight started slowly coming back. There was still a bit watery, but I was, the burning was gone. And, um, my God, it was probably, a little over a minute of my eyes burning. It, it felt like a longer time, but I know it was only like a little over a minute that went by. But um, yeah, it just out of nowhere. And I didn't have anything spicy. I wasn't rubbing my eyes. It just came out of nowhere. Yeah, that's like going to sorry that happened. That's crazy. Yeah, it literally felt like someone jammed um, some... Like, like she was saying, like when you touch jalapenos or you're cutting some peppers and then you rub your eyes. Yeah. It, that's literally what the moment felt like. Yeah. And if you compare it to other people too, because I'm thinking about Zach Baggins, his mm -hmm. eyesight got all fucked up. And then um, I know of another person who I think lost their eyesight in their one eye permanently. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They – you know, eyes are extremely important. You know, they, you, we use them for seeing. And so they, they, if they can't get to you in certain ways, they're going to try certain other ways that they know that's going to actually truly scare you. Yeah. And make you, know, you stop. Yeah, exactly. So, 
Um, and that's where, you know, the knowledge and how to protect yourself and to be able to control yourself from, you know, to be able to stop and focus in the moment. And that's where it kind of, it, it's difficult for a lot of people because when you're in the moment in that kind of state of fear, in that state of panic, it's hard to stop and focus. Yeah. So for, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's all right. I also say it comes in the form for me as like an anxiety or panic attack. So it makes me think I'm having a heart attack. So I'll have to calm my, because this will come out of nowhere. I'll be fine. No stress, nothing. It mm -hmm. comes at me and just literally makes me have, have to like take huge deep breaths, anxiety, sweaty palms. Like, and I literally sometimes have been in that state for two hours until I can calm myself down. And if I would have went to the hospital, I'm pretty sure it showed that I was have, I was mimicking a heart attack, but I never did because I knew it was spiritual and I knew that, I could take care of it if I just tried. Now, granted, if it got w too worse, I would probably go to the hospital. But that's how it's affected me is through like panic attacks, anxiety attacks. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, with with Pam, that this this is where, you know, I knew that there's something within Pam also that's is starting to reach, you know, when basically adding up those patterns of like those types of things that affected me. When you look back at that, I know that there's something bigger going on besides that ancient demon. I think it's the one that he works just under because they, it says in demonology that they work very closely with each other and he works just under him. So therefore, could it be possible that he is connected with him in that doll and he is just the speaker because he's protecting him? Yeah, this is very sense. possible. And it's interesting it you, that you said blue lightning, because the reason why I want to bring that up is because I got the message storm through my ovulus box several times. Oh. And this was always raising the question to me, why is storm coming up so much? This is why, because when I was first really getting deep into investigating Pam, the experiment we conducted, I put uh, seven of my, uh, dolls all in a circle with the ram pod in it to generate that electromagnetic energy plus there was an electrical storm going on during like that that's process. what i saw was electrical storm yeah, yes. something funny or freaky mm -hmm. what's that so i have a friend who was literally text uh, not text bombing but you know she's my friend so you know we were going back and forth but she doesn't really text me all that often and her name is storm <laughs> Shout out to Storm if you're listening. That happened today. Yeah. She's been texting me all day today, which is fine because, but it's just interesting because she don't text me that much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, her name is Storm. Yes. So, hi, so that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. You said, you know, this blue lightning that leads to this storm, it, it's just, amazing <laughs> yeah because like when you were telling me that experience like you yeah. laying in the bed and you reached your hand up so i have i, I can't explain exactly what this is but when somebody yeah. tells me about experiences or dreams it's almost like i see them through their eyes so when you reached up to touch that that black cloud that's when i started seeing the blue lightning it looked like a thunderstorm and blue lightning yeah. that's what i saw visually as a, a vision and then i said i heard or i heard like in my because i'm clear um audience not audience but uh 
claircognizant. I've heard blue lightning or thought about it. So that's cool. Yeah, you know that, what that I'm makes seeing? sense. You know those things in arcades that you can win as a prize and it's like a it's like a crystal ball thing, but like you put your finger to it and oh, then yeah. like you get the lightning. That's the images yes. they're showing me right now. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I like a uh with the Tesla coil in, in within the ball. Yeah. 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 Um so yeah, that so that's Pam. And then I got objects like, you know, Angela the doll. Uh which was when I got Angela really when I got Angela, I got it as you know, I got it as a gift from some close friends of mine, Obscure Medium. And um they uh they crafted this doll from an an or um yeah, as an antique doll and they crafted it into a doll of my liking. And my I'm a huge fan of this movie from Night of the Deem or the eighties called Night of the Demons. And um it's like literally my favorite horror movie. It's always has been. Um so I was like, this is my chance for some really cool Night of the Demons memorabilia. So I asked if they could craft this and they said of course we can so they made angela which is angela from the movie that's what that doll resembles is that possessed woman in that movie and oh, how neat when i got this doll i already knew right away when i got the doll that this doll is only going to attract lower realm entities because of what it resembles we got but at the same time i also was thinking this is there they got a doll that was secondhand. It's vintage. If there's something already attached to it, when you alter something that someone, some entity is attached to, it's not going to be happy about that, about what it's changed to. So it could react to what it's changed to in a violent way. Exactly. Yeah. So I also had to keep that in mind too. When I brought the doll here, there was a huge like, um feel of well there was there was some instant anxiety this was a a huge flag to me that there's something low vibrational it's usually uh instant anxiety is a sign of demonic uh activity mm -hmm. so and i knew to just i got it on my altar real quick and you know i the altar i cleansed and blessed to present a new object to put in my collection so that way i could kind of you know i i basically talking to the object to allow it to that you know it's going to be here i will take care of it i'm not going to let anybody harm it but i can't let any what's in it to harm anybody else so you know doing my binding process to bind this to keep it grounded in place in the collection area after that it was completely fine i i felt fine i i felt there was acceptance that i understood um when i went live with uh, a friend of mine ryan um he's in england he uh that we were we were talking and we had someone jump in that was uh, a medium and she was able to kind of see something within that doll while we were talking and it kind of caught us caught me off guard a bit i wasn't expecting that to happen 
And um, I was like, oh, okay, I'll take some notes of this. Because she was saying, you know, if I say this word, I'll probably be able to get a hold of what's in the doll, that it's this. And basically, after that live, the next day, in the morning, uh, it was 7.20 in the morning, 10 minutes before I had to get up for work. So I got woken up. Uh, unfortunately, 10, which I really hate when that happens, but especially in a circumstance like what happened, um, I wake up to having to wrestle with a demon in my bed. Oh. And um, so, and how this happened is I'm in a paralysis state. I can't move. Um, And this is, of course, a paralysis state happens. There's always something demonic in activity happening or about to occur. Yeah. Um, and because the, the only times that I've ever had paralysis state was that one time I saw the, the dark cloud and another experience that I had that was uh, I'll get to it later. Um, but besides that, my childhood, I had a lot of paralysis when I was a child. But all throughout my teenage years, paralysis all throughout my 20s, no paralysis. Um, but just depending on when what I start getting myself involved in is where yeah. that starts occurring so the paralysis state happened i i so i i was i have my head facing a fan i we have we have like especially during the summertime we have the fans running because it gets really hot you know so um so it was i had the fan right by my head and it's almost like basically the fan is changing the uh the sound frequency within the room. So it's a whole nother sound frequency that, you know, our human ears aren't able to hear, but if we're hearing through another sound vibration uh, and uh, entering the environment, we might be able to hear through the sound of the fan. So the spirits are probably using that sound through this, this vibration through the fan that I'm hearing from, because it sounds like the voice is coming through the fan, not the room. Yeah, yeah, you're the third person that told me that about fans. I yeah. swear, you were the third person that has said that to me. <laughs> yeah, and I've heard it from other people too. Yep. Yeah. So I, that's how it began: paralysis, and then this, this. I heard laughing in the fan, and and screaming and laughing and wrestling sounds like, and it sounded like multiple voices intertwining with each other. You ever seen the movie Evil Dead? Yes. And you know, like the people, how they sound when they're possessed, that voice, that's the yeah. voice that what it sounded just like that. That's the only way I could explain it. Multiple Spongy. voices intertwined. And it was, uh, it, it was making these wrestling sounds like, and, and screaming at me and laughing. And then it was picking up my right leg. So my right leg was literally levitating and it was being pulled off the bed. And then my right arm, it started with my elbow it started levitating too. And it was trying to pull me out of the bed and I was tr- using all my energy. I couldn't move my body, but I was trying to use everything to, to wrestle it off. And I was, you could like, when I was looking at my arm, I could see my arm slowly kind of retracting back to my body, but then it was being pulled again. And that's where it was wrestling. It was going like that. That's terrifying. And, and, all of a sudden, it got to a point where I started losing the feeling in my arm and the leg that it was grabbing, like as if it was starting to kill all the blood cells out of my body, like on where it was touching me. It was just numb instantly, pins and needles and everything. 
And, um, I, uh, at that point I was like, uh, is this what it feels like to be possessed? Uh, is this it? Am I, I I'm going to get possessed by this thing It's happening. I'm getting possessed by, uh, one of the entities in that, you know, in my house, but the dolls, it's doing it. And then I, the, as soon as that moment hit my head or hit me consciously, um, I hear a calm male voice through the fan over that demon's voice saying, you could fight this. And as soon as that voice came, I immediately pictured a bright beaming light surrounding my body so bright that it extended. It grew from just around my body through to growing throughout the whole bedroom and out the door. And as I pictured that and put all my energy into it, this demon's voice slowly was echoing away. And I started getting feeling of my hands, arms and legs and got it retracted back into the bed. And I was drenched in sweat. Oh man, that's crazy. I, I feel like that was either, I did hear, I wonder if it was Michael. I heard Michael and I don't know if they mean Archangel Michael or somebody yeah. else named Michael. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, interesting you said that is uh, I was, you know, I I do a lot of work with Michael and okay. um, on my altar and and I I do call out for, you know, his assistance a lot during investigations before my investigations and afterwards and a lot of times before I go to sleep to, you know, yes. just to keep an eye on things while I'm sleeping because that's when they like to feed. So, yeah, uh, I do too. But yeah, I swear that that's what I got. I heard Michael. Mm -hmm. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I checked one of my cell cause I have selenite, uh, in all four corners in my bedroom. And, um, I checked the selenite that's closest to me by the front door where I pushed the entity out to and underneath the selenite stick at the bottom part of the, uh, the selenite stick is yellow. This stands for that too much negative energy was absorbed into it. That's the only way that could happen. And it wasn't okay. like that the day before. That's amazing. I mean, it's a great, it's, a, it's chilling, it's scary, but at the same time, it's an amazing a story to have to experience something like that. Yeah. So then I look into like what attacked me. Now I had to find out, could be, especially as a demonologist, I had to find out that what demon attacked me, what is in, uh, responsible for this. I had to know, especially, you know, not in an angry way, but um, more of, uh, you know, to, so that way I could protect myself and understand like exactly, you know, just that be more aware, you know, and it didn't take too long for me to add up the pattern. Um, when I contacted the medium that, you know, saw this within an object, the, uh, Angela, she was messaging me saying that she couldn't stop thinking about that doll. Hmm. And I was like, well, as soon as I said, I was in the middle of typing. Um, well, I wrestled with a demon last night or this morning. And before I could send it, she said she got attacked yesterday. And, and I wasn't even, or yeah, I didn't even finish sending it. And I sent it and I read her message and it, yeah, she said she got attacked. And then she sends me a photo of her leg covered in bruises. Oh, I was like, what? I was like, did we get attacked by the same thing? And it, it was, it's still 
I'm still trying to understand what's going on with that situation. If we got attacked by the same thing, but it's there's huge possibilities because she so. may have say yes. <laughs> she may have looked into a doll. Uh, I I think she probably did it without its consent because I really wasn't on the topic of talking about Angela, and because Angela wasn't Angela was a very new object, so I didn't really publicly tell too much about Angela yet and I think that upset what was in the doll and I think both me and her suffered some repercussions yeah it's a warning and you like you were saying in a conversation we were having is Mm -hmm. they know before we know yes so exactly and I I feel strongly that it was the same thing uh, just a Mm -hmm. different type and it'd be interesting like I feel like it happened around the similar time might not be exactly the same but I think it all kind of got up and uh, whatever it did to get the energy or it already had the energy mm-hmm. it pushed it straight out it yep. was multiple things it seems i keep getting a woman i keep seeing like a haggy type Ooh. feminine energy i don't know where that's coming from but i feel like there's a feminine energy present oh. with some of that yeah i don't know if it aligns with anything but it's what i feel uh, that wouldn't surprise me um especially with what how this I mean, the doll resembles, you know, possessed woman and uh, it, you know, liking to take a form that way definitely would make sense. Okay. Yeah. Cause I haven't, I don't recall seeing this object on your channel. And if I have, I'm not aware of which one it is to be a hundred. I'm not going to be a hundred percent honest. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> oh yeah. No problem. I have to definitely uh, find it. But I, uh, yeah, I keep getting a haggish type feminine energy, but mm-hmm. evil, violent, like clawy, like Scott. Da, 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 da. I don't know. Yeah. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. Yeah. This, this object it's, um, because of what it, it, it actually, understands what it resembles because the doll is wearing a black wedding dress and it said Mary through my ovulus box. That's the doll. I didn't know its name. I don't know which one you're talking about. My apologies. No problem. It's that's fine. I, I forgot to send you the name to it. Um, uh, but it's so I don't have a name for all of my objects, but it's one of the objects that I have a name for because of what it resembles. That's why it's called Angela. So that's the story that behind why, why I call that doll Angela. Wow. Um, I didn't even know that. And yeah, that does. It looks like how an old hag would dress in a way. And um, that, the crazy thing, though, is, is that when I went live about, when I actually went public really about explaining Angela and that, you know, I was going to actually do this uh, investigation with Angela live with with uh, a couple of friends of, of mine from Australia, the ones that created Angela for me. They wanted to participate in this. And I was like, sure, you know, especially, you know, I wanted to see how this doll would react to the people that sculpted her. And I was like, this would be an interesting experience because um, and it would be an experiment, too, because then this would show the you know the vast distance of you know through electronics that it the activity can traverse even through people from the other side of the world yeah during the moment and we got a completely different time difference we're talking about 17 hour time difference yep so that didn't even matter to it so this really comes to show that how people have to really take it serious when you know, they they start like 
trying to, you know, mock what they see of a haunted object online because that entity that's in there has conscious abilities that people don't really understand and they can attach electronically. And it's, it's kind of like when someone's being disrespectful to someone's house, those things, that's, that's their vessels. That's where they're housed in. So they're going to treat it like their home. So they expect you to respect their home. (laughs) Exactly. You know, I have the same feeling about, even though I might not work on the shadow path or, work with descended what I refer to as descended spirits um I I still have a respect exactly. and understanding you have to yeah you it's have a to. Line. it's same same thing with me it's like I don't work with these entities I study them to protect people and myself exactly. and um it's so you know that's what separates me from uh demonolatrists you know exactly so a lot of people get that confused that don't really know what demon the you know the whole ordeal of demonology of studying it. Yeah. So um you know and, and demons you know they 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 get really threatened by my knowledge but as long as my confidence is you know not affected my and I'm talking subconsciously too because someone could be confident but if they're not if in their subconscious mind is not confident, uh, it's all it takes, you know? Um, so you could be, you know, I'm confident. I got the courage, but really deep down in the back of your head, you're no, you're not. And then that, and they know that. Yeah. You know? Uh, so, and I've had, I, I will admit, I've had situations like that where I've, I told myself, you know, like, I'm not afraid, but I knew deep down I was afraid. And at that moment, that's where I would be touched or tugged or something, a paranormal activity would happen right then. Yeah. You know, we're literally just talking about how sometimes you become desensitized to scary things when you do mm -hmm. this a lot. But that that is actually I was thinking about this. That's actually dangerous. Yes, um, especially with, you know having a lot of haunted objects um, and living, you know, w- with them in your living space. And, you know, I got my studies right below them. And uh, if I gra- grab a book or something, uh, a lot of times I'll, there, there's some times where there's just no activity. Like they, they don't feel like being active, like, but, and then sometimes it's just amplified and, um, and that's another thing I would like to talk about is the timing on stuff is that spirits, when, when people are out investigating, it's normal for people to get impatient and try to drive, forcefully drive the spirit out to get some evidence. And I, I definitely, I, I, I don't recommend doing that. And I don't, I, I oppose doing that. Agreed. Um, because when you're out there, you're on, their time you're on the spirit's time it takes a lot of energy for them to manifest you're on their grounds and um also respect that um when you're on their grounds this means um basically going out there with a good intention investigating whether if it's a good spirit or bad spirit so when you you know you're talking back to it you know even like say the entity says you're stupid or something and you say 
no, you're stupid or, or you call it ugly or something, that's immediately provoking. That's what it wants you to do. Mm-hmm. So when you do that, then it's like, okay, now I, I'm going to fuel it up. And, and then it just gets fueled up and then it just starts, uh, it's feeding off your ego. Can I add something? Yes. I want to add an experience that I had doing something that I should not have done. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. With regards to, uh, Robert the doll. So I was listening about his story on a podcast, like in 2017 or 2018, And I heard that, you know, he harmed animals and whatnot. And my dumbass, just out of pure reaction, was like, I'm not going to say what I'm, you know, what I said. But pretty much how I thought that was evil and, you know, how I disliked that. But I said it in a more, like, vulgar way. And the second I said that, um, I was sent to the ground with chest pain. Mm -hmm. I don't know where chest pain sent me down to the floor and I had to sit there for like a good five minutes. Oh man. Mm-hmm. That's, that's uh, disturbing right there. Yeah. Lesson learned, but that was before too. You really knew. I didn't know. Like, that was before I was or understood that I had been awakened and could feel yeah. anything or see anything. It's a great example of what not. Yeah, to do. exactly. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, but you know, it's a learning experience. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've done you know things. Uh, you know, being in the paranormal field, there's some things that I may have done that you know I've learned from, and I, you know, that's the process of learning. Like, oh, I look back at an older investigation that I'd done and learn from it. Like, oh, well, you know, I could have done this better as far as, you know, the que- the way I asked the question, the appropriate way I should have asked it, or um, maybe I shouldn't, you know, drove it that far, or maybe I could have took this approach instead. There's like things that I, you know, that we do as a, you know, investigating this type of phenomenon that we learn from too in the process right so it's very important and every you know so far everything you've shared has been amazing like it it's it's a great perspective it gives people you know an idea of what they can expect and whether or not they ever want to even try to do it it's kind of like a warning in a way but also too i mean it gives you a you know the perspective of what to expect exactly Uh, exactly and you know, uh, another thing I wanted to bring up is, you know, when someone buys an object and they start having paranormal activity and they know and they feel and they could tell that the activity has been driven, uh, being drawn to the object that they bought from the secondhand store um, and, and they don't feel like that it's a demon or anything bad and it's just like a child spirit. Um, that's usually how it begins because I'm going to tell you right now, only one out of 10% chance that it's a earthbound spirit. Yeah. That's the object. Nine out of 10 chance. It's something demonic in nature. 
If it's not the a most, demon, it's something lower realm. The very, most famous of is Annabelle. That's the, that's like exactly how Annabelle started. And I've met Annabelle. I was six inches away from Annabelle. And the pictures that we took of her, that phone battery exploded. Oh. Yeah, I've got a whole story. Like probably after this, we're going to jump into my story. Like when mm -hmm. the next episode, we're going to cover the whole Annabelle thing. And yeah, oh, it was wow. a trip. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, because no, I know I know damn well that that doll has something far beyond what people really think that's in that doll. Because and there's a lot I think in that doll. And another thing that a lot of people don't realize is that in these objects that have demons in them, you got to think there's never a demon inside a doll. It's demons because demons don't possess or or take control of an object. I have to say the right terms, not possess, because they don't possess the doll. They they haunt the doll to possess the living. So they use it as a tool to wait for a victim. So that's that's one thing I got to make sure I'm saying correctly. Um, so now what's in that object, though, when I saw for the first time ever in my life, I saw the Annabelle doll. um like the actual picture and I immediately got anxiety just looking at it through the phone. Yeah, it was intense. I mean, the whole room, mm -hmm. I'll tell you, they had it set up in the, it was in a hotel, but it was like a side room. It was like a funeral procession through mm -hmm. the occult museum. I mean, we were literally inches away. Nobody dared to touch anything because the New England Paranormal Society folks were in there watching. Everybody was respectful and stuff like that. But it was like a funeral procession. And they had Annabelle so guarded, not as in like how close we were, but as in a protective way, energetically, I felt nothing in that box. But I'm going to tell you what, the object next to it, the witch, it was like, it. there was something definitely like there. Mm, and I, I know what you're theory. talking about. <laughs> yeah, I have a theory that the entity was almost like mocking standing beside of the box mm -hmm. honestly it was almost hovering and waiting because i mean we questioned like is this the real annabelle because i mean even we've met tony spare that day and everything mm. and like it was annabelle but it was so guarded and protected because they have done so much and actually switched the box for like uh, they don't they don't take the real yeah. one out switch her and yeah it was it was fascinating and the stuff that happened but it, the energy in that room it was very low and like solemn almost like a funeral procession chas oh you yeah. showed me that picture and you asked me what i felt from that and i said i didn't feel anything of that doll yeah. either yeah it wasn't it was like it either was so protected or guarded or it wasn't in there but literally inches next to it's where i felt a huge amount of energy mm -hmm. Like, and it was very, it was staring right back at me. I mean, it was the witch too. The witch, I mean, she, it was almost like they were, they were playing mad, um, what's the word? Um, musical chairs. <laughs> yeah. Musical chairs. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other, the only other doll that I've seen on TV or the web or anything that ever, that I felt an effect by was Peggy. Oh, yeah. Museum. And seeing that when he revealed that on his, uh, he had like a side series thing going about haunted objects and Peggy uh, had an episode on there and he allowed people to see the face. And the second I saw the face of Peggy, my heart was racing. Like I felt like it was going to jump out of my chest. Ugh. 
And I immediately had to say, I said nice things about the doll to it. And then all of a sudden my heart rate went back to normal. Wow. Like I was like like literally complimenting that the doll was a pretty doll that, you know, it's very intelligent and, and, and saying these nice things, these compliments. And all of a sudden my heart rate went back to normal. Whoa. And I was sweating. I was beating sweat. I had another uh, friend that, you know, wanted to see this object. So I told him to check this out and um yeah he said that and he was skeptical too and he said that he did feel he said he was sweating and he said he just turned it off. So um so is there's something about this you know these objects certain char- characteristics within them that you know that drive them to do this these things and that's where the personalities and haunted objects come in place. Yeah. I keep seeing like facets of people almost when you keep saying that every time it's like a different emotional aspect or egotist ego aspect of people. You know, what just came mm-hmm. to my mind. Well, I heard a phrase change places. You ever see that, um, Futurama episode where Bender's in jail and trying to rescue, um, Fry and they're in this, lunchroom and they're like change places and then everyone shifts and changes places yes Yes, actually that's (laughs) that's the thing that keeps playing in my head over and over again Mm. so i'm wondering if well first off like you said it's when it comes to um demons it's multiple so when you have Mm -hmm. an attachment with a demon you also get their legion with it like you said. Yes. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering too if when you have multiple dolls and multiple objects, if mm-hmm. if if somebody becomes suspicious of an object being haunted, if it switches around to throw off suspicion. Yeah, definitely. Most definitely. Because I um, keep getting that image in my head of them change and i heard it too change places Mm-hmm. Uh, that they i've had that suspicion for a while and i think that some of the uh objects that i have and like i said i purchased a lot of secondhand objects and i purchased them for not for collecting haunted dolls i was collecting them back then for halloween props and they, I kept them as they were. I didn't like change, alter them in any ways. And some of them had the feeling. Some of them, I don't think had anything. But now all of a sudden, I think they started being active because of certain objects. And yeah. this can happen um, that they could transmute over to others and they kind of spread themselves out. And that's also, that would make sense why I keep getting words in the Ovulus device with my haunted objects saying things like even spread and like it's uh-huh. evenly spreading out in these objects. So all these objects have different entities within from one object. Yeah. It's like they've created a collective conscious of their own, like yeah. the collectively, not just in the, the DAW, but the way I f- I'm feeling about it is like the even associated with the whole uh, lightning and everything, the energetic mm-hmm. vibe of it is they've created like a community. I know that sounds weird, but <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I also I definitely agree with that. 
I think that especially because uh, the whole investigation with like Giggles, I think there's definitely something corresponding to Pam with Giggles. I think there's some type of connection within the, those two objects, especially not just because, you know, they are the most stood out objects that I own, but it's, I think because of how they're resembled though too, because if you look at Giggles' hands, his hands look like they're like wanting to grab you. They have like these very skinny fingers, very, something that it, whoever created this doll, like it didn't look like a very friendly intention with these fingers. And, um, you know, it, you know, to give your, your child, uh, present by gifting them this doll like giggles back then even with hands like that is just a little bit you know horrific for a child i feel like yeah and i was four years old and had a clown and my grandmother had bought me i'm not scared of clowns but there was something about it i can't tell you now i have it somewhere but i wouldn't even touch it i would scream every time i saw it because it just didn't look fun you know <laughs> yeah exactly you know there's certain intentions and feelings and uh the the vibration you catch off of the object based off what it resembles and that's what it's going to attract so um you know uh, a clown like giggles is it's not really going to attract anything you know in high frequency and uh with objects like you know with dolls and stuff it uh, you know object haunted objects the these so when you're talking about, let's say, like anything in a high frequency or high vibration, they don't really, they're not going to be at the, uh, they, they've already reached the conscious ability to not need to really bind themselves to a doll. They have no reason to, to use that to connect with you. So if you want to connect with, you know, these higher beings, there's much more, you know, divine ways to do that. But usually, more of earthbound and lower realm entities will trap themselves or vessel themselves in objects. Yeah, that's uh, a very good point. That's yeah. a very good point. Yeah, so it's same thing with like Ouija boards. Uh, there's a lot of people that don't know better that use an Ouija board and use it to try to talk to their loved ones or to someone that they that ha has ascended to um you know to a higher realm mm -hmm. and but what they don't understand is someone within the higher realm is at no conscious ability to need to contact you through the uh an ouija board yep the only thing that's going to come through an ouija board and just the likely chances of you know a haunted doll of what it is uh one out of pretend or one out of ten chance it's a earth bound spirit Nine out of ten, it's going to be a demon. Pretty, yeah, uh, I call it playing Russian yeah. roulette with a planchette. Yeah, so I, myself, I don't use an Ouija board. I've almost convinced myself to use one back when I didn't know better, but I, know, I have no reason to at this point. I know that there's some people that are skilled and know how to use it correctly uh, without, you know, being so affected of this i know some people out there that know people that do are really powerfully skilled with this but as far as like uh the average paranormal investigator 
using this, um, pretty much prepare yourself for an attachment. <laughs> That's exactly what happened to me to basically to a degree. I was 12. I didn't know any better, didn't believe in it. And my friend, she convinced me to use it. And I've spoke of this in a previous episode and that wasn't the exact start of my experiences it actually started um before with the actual divine experience but mm -hmm. this experience did lead me to seeing uh even more stuff but maybe even more of a negative side of things and then it just unfolded and i spoke with this in my supernatural origins video so i can vouch for that yeah ouija boards is something you really don't want to play with unless you mm -hmm. spoke of you're very skilled and Yes, you know, most yes. of the time you're right. And, and I'd like to add briefly that when you connect with divine entities or ascended spirits, spirits of the light, especially, mm -hmm. you are left feeling like even more centered, grounded. You feel the love. Yeah. So when yeah. I connect with past loved ones and relatives that that are ascended, that I don't have to use any type of, you know, uh, tools to do yeah. except myself, it's a totally different feeling. It's a totally different ball game, And you know, it really does leave you feeling loved and whole. It like balances my chakras and everything. It's an amazing feeling and nothing in comparison. Yeah, you can't really compare anything to it. That's like the the way to explain it right there. We really appreciate you coming on. It's been fucking amazing. Um, I really, I mean, it's been fascinating to hear your side and your perspective of haunted objects and even more of the experiences that you share found a lot of related, you know, related stories or situations. And we, I think we all learned something in one way, shape or form through this episode. Um, and I would just like to ask, do you have uh, any, you know, basically shameless plugging? Do you go ahead and tell us what you got for us? Okay. Well, um, everybody could find me on Instagram, dead serious investigation underscore in between each word you could also find me on youtube just look up dead serious investigation you'll find me on there um we got a lot of stuff coming up working on several projects right now um dire lane investigation uh first part one episode hopefully will be dropping sometime soon probably Honestly, won't be around till the beginning of next year, but it's going to be with it. And Absolutely. yes, uh, I've been, you know, dropping some photos to so keep an eye out on some photographs on Instagram. I plan on doing some short, short films on, um, YouTube to kind, kind of, uh, throw in some of the, uh, interesting, uh, phenomenal captures that we have. So keep an eye out for that. Um, I do plan on continuing another segment of um, Pam the Doll voice archives with more voice captures from Pam the Doll itself. Awesome. Um, so I do plan on doing another one of those. Uh, yeah, you can find us there. Uh, and, you know, I hope all this information has been helpful with everybody with haunted objects. Uh, if you have any questions, don't be afraid or shy to DM us on Instagram if needed. Uh, if you have any questions, let us know. We'll answer them at the best of our knowledge. Um, I'm always open to take questions. So, um, yeah. That's that sounds it. great. Yeah. I mean, and I'll link all of his information down below. So there'll be links. You can just directly follow uh, him through that and find the fellow.
there. So we really appreciate it. I mean, honestly, we're probably going to do a part two out of this whole episode, guys. So we're going to we covered the haunted objects. But I think in the next episode, we will be releasing more of an in-depth you know, look into the situation and how they, the origin really of the story and different things that's happened. And there's a lot, a lot more to come involving this. So yeah, definitely check it out. And as always, we certainly appreciate you guys listening. Hey, if you have a haunted story you want to share, you can email us at lights at midnight podcast at gmail.com. Get in touch with us there. We'd love to hear from you. We really appreciate y'all hanging around and checking it out. And yeah, thank you so much. We are super excited to bring you some super awesome content. We really appreciate you guys checking us out. Thank you to all that took the time to listen to this week's episode. Your support means the world to us. And remember, all of us have the ability to shine brightly and shed positivity, even in the darkest of places. Stay safe, stay well, and light it up. (laughs) 